This is episode 54 of the Ottawa Podcast. I'm sitting here with Rob Atrell and Aman Bashir, and I am Keegan On. And we're sitting here with our new friend, Brad Campo. Welcome to the show. Good to meet you guys. Yeah, Thanks for being well. here. Uh, Brad is the, I should have checked this before, the founder? Founder, owner. Founder, operator. owner, operator of Brew Donkey. Been in the news recently, and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk all about that. But first, Rob, do you want to tell us what we will be drinking today? Yeah, we have a special edition, apparently. It's a spring uh, brew from Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery. This is the Canadian Maple Porter. It's uh, it's called Acadian Groove. So why don't you guys try it? We've, we've already smelled it. It smells very strongly of maple. Holy. Um, oh, I just smelled it for the first time. That is unbelievable. <laughs> it, it really, really sweet. It reminds me of the uh, maple candies you can get down there in the Byward Market. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. or yeah. Uh, at one of those maple lodges or something. Absolutely. Like the, the aroma is just... just Rammed full. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think they left any room for any other smells. They actually put maple syrup in this, like they didn't distill it or yeah. flavor. I think <laughs> just they just pour it right in. Some in. Why not? This <laughs> is just like. yeah, diluted maple. This syrup. is my kind of beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It, yeah. This is a treat. I always yeah. complain that I don't like hops on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have beer every week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is great. Yeah, there's no hop yeah. flavor in this at all. It's got it's got vanilla. It's got light coffee and chocolate. And it's ten percent. So this is a this is going to be a fun episode. Oh, this is going to be great. Ten percent alcohol and ninety percent maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Eh? Um, we have more beer that we'll drink a bit later as well, eh? Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll get to that. Uh, let's talk right, about when we get to it. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Brad, what do you have a favorite style or type of beer? Porter. Porter is <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, in in the times when I was building the business um, one of the beers that i'd had was the sleeper car double chocolate porter by mm. castle brewery and it's an eight percent beer i drank probably more than i should have of that <laughs> at, at certain points <laughs> but it's a it's it, it's a great beer and yeah. it's it's no longer available for the season oh no yeah but they've replaced it uh right now with the uh railroad special which is a maple rye ale by uh castle brewery Oh. And that's made instead of with like maple syrup in the brew process, like this one is. It's made with maple syrup, uh, or sorry, maple sap instead of water. Oh, so Ooh. pretty much it's tree blood. <laughs> tree blood beer. This is, it's yeah. essentially ent 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 blood. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For those nerds or Lord of the Rings people. There you go. Yeah. Sounds We're really tree beer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. The blood. Hmm. Uh, sorry, you said that's this season as well? It's out right now. Is, is this maple season? I thought that that would have been like know. months ago. It's because the trees are bleeding right now. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I keep track of that. Sorry, I, I jokingly call it tree blood. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but like, it's just great for me to have maple right now in, in May. Yes, yeah. well, that's when the trees run. Yes, I had no idea. Yeah. Trees, the, the sap is running in the spring okay. after the winter happens and they're waking up. Sense. And then the, 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 the trees start to wake up and move. The blood starts moving in their veins. Yeah, yeah I say I joke about this because I'm a vegetarian, and people oh. are always giving me hell because they're like, "Don't you ever hear the the vegetables screaming?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the arguments. <laughs> but you do, you don't hear them screaming though. That's no, well, actually, <laughs> supposedly, I guess there was an article released and uh, about how you they know vegetables me. can hear you eating them. But what? Uh, I don't know. Let's leave that to BuzzFeed uh, and, uh, and let's. Yeah. Stay on, stay on point with uh, yeah. what. <laughs> uh, Brad, you want to tell us a bit about? Okay, here. How about this? We'll do about Brad. Yep. And then about Brew Donkey. Okay. And then 
kind of the the recent events sure. at Brudunky. Way, way to lay out a game plan, Keegan. Yeah, you. <laughs> because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, I feel like if we just bounce around, it's going to kind of go off the rails. I'm talking about tree blood all for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Start it off. But yeah, so uh, Brad, where, where are you from? Kind of what, we like to talk about what kind of got you to this point in your God, life. Long, long stories. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in Windsor, Ontario. <clears throat> Uh, Windsor down there in the uh, southern Ontario, I guess it's south southwest Ontario. Uh, my family are all still down there primarily. I moved out of there at uh, 18, 19, kind of kept gallivanting around the, the, the province, both uh, Ontario and uh, a bit of the East Coast. Mm. While, uh, while traveling, though, I, uh, I visited Belleville, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Peterborough, St. Catharines, Niagara, and I uh, ended up going to school uh, at Niagara College of Applied Arts and, Te- uh, and Technology for Retail Business Management, which, in my opinion, is is a, is, is a great kind of program to take if you want training on how to quit your job and become self-employed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, you know, small business, uh, you know, retail business management, and most college programs are our training on confidence to quit your job, to open your own business. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much what business education is. I like minus, that. Minus the, the ones that are directly for something like, uh, you know, marketing or yeah, uh, sure. HR yeah. or, uh, you know, public relations, right? General mm-hmm. business training for quitting your job. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're saying that because a lot of the skills translate from retail, uh, business or sorry, retail. Um, I'm saying management. that because of, all the things that I had to sit down and learn for months at a time, none of them you become a professional at. Mm-hmm. All of them you just become comfortable with. Oh, I see. And retail business management or any general business program that's meant for entrepreneurship, it's they're not going to make you be a perfect business person. That you don't get in any business college. Mm-hmm. What you get is the confidence to quit and become uh, self-employed. Right, right. And then you learn how to fail. <laughs> right, and, then you learn, and then you learn all the things you need to to do to make a business open mm-hmm. and and there's no there's no training to be self-employed but the best they can do is at least train you to quit your job yeah. and obviously oh, it worked it yeah. worked yeah. <laughs> yeah it's worked a couple times <laughs> I, I moved from niagara falls area st Catharines, and uh, in 2003 moved to ottawa i moved because i was given the opportunity to work at a bakery and one of the first businesses I wanted to open and the business I wanted to own was a bakery. So I was given the opportunity to work and manage at a bakery and everything turned out well for about three months and then that job fell through <laughs> and about two and a half years went by and after two and a half years I um, felt like I was ready. Uh, I'd lived in the city long enough. I felt confident that I knew the city and could relate to it and I never felt I've never felt like owning a business in a city I don't know so you have to know the city you're in you have to feel connected with it so after two and a half years I went uh, the route of uh, becoming a small businessman for the first time and that was uh, I opened a bakery called Be Goods Bakery Mm -hmm. it was a mobile bakery When when I was imagining building it I was scared all to hell about <laughs> leases and 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 paying right. rent and not being able to pay rent and the, all that worry led me to kind of think outside the box. Yeah, and outside that box was put it in a truck. 
Mm. I, every day after work, I'd walk by two or three different uh, French fry trucks, one of which was the Blooming Onion on Deleuze and uh, York Street. And the other was a really divey one that is still there today <laughs> at, uh, at Friel and Rito. I love that one. I used to work at Canada Computer that <laughs> was on Rito, and I went there at least once a week in the That's summer. That's why you look familiar. I remember you from Canada Computer. Not from Canada Computer. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why would you get the kitway? <laughs> and he was, both those uh, owners of those trucks were, you know, they were kind of mind-boggling in my mind because they were doing whatever they wanted inside a space that they owned. Yeah. The beauty of a food truck is you own the building. The right. building yeah. is on wheels, but it's yours. Mm-hmm. No one can take it from you, really. <laughs> uh, aside from, you know, maybe doing something wrong with driving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but <laughs> no one can take your building from you. When I started, though, there was there were, uh, there were no actual food trucks in Ottawa. No gourmet food trucks. Right, yeah. this oh, was, yeah, this that's, was, that's very new, right? This was 2007, yeah, uh, 2006, 2007, that I, I went all in and, and became a, you know, my the first time entrepreneur. And that ran between 2007 and 2012, 13. Oh, I did uh, seven years, six six years of, of being, uh, you know, my own, you know, in, in business for myself. Um, it was a small business because I was primarily all the work. I did all the work. I did all the deliveries. I did all the baking, and there was no real, uh, no real other employees other than when we did festivals. And every summer, I would do festivals because being a mobile bakery. You yeah. put it in a park. Sure. Yeah. And we accentuated just the baked goods that I made, which were primarily cookies, with coffee. Uh, so we do uh, fair trade organic coffee from uh, one of the local coffee producers. And we do like ca- cappuccinos and lattes and hot chocolates in the park. Uh, we did Jazz Fest, Blues Fest, and Folk Fest for six years, seven, mm. six years running. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first year, uh, 2014, that I didn't do it. Okay. I attended some of the festivals and... I really wanted a coffee while I was there. <laughs> I was also really happy to not be working yeah, and making right, the coffee, yeah. but I really wanted one because they haven't found one yet. And if there's any budding coffee entrepreneurs out there, uh, Jazz Fest, Blues Fest, and Folk Fest are in need. Yeah. Truck oh, it. There you go. Put it in a truck. Or just put it in a tent because... Oh, I uh, guess they can do that. Do <laughs> no, my truck. That's <laughs> it. The truck, uh, so I left that business and needed to find something else and uh, my partner at the time I, I told her that I need I, I need time to figure out what I'm going to do and uh, I, but I did tell her whatever happens I'll still pay my half and everything will be fine and it, it turned out it only took me about eight months but I said you know give me a year and in that time I took a, I called it my year of vacations <clears throat> as well because um, <laughs> I went to Spain I went to Vancouver uh, I I did some other traveling down to Toronto and in all those times, everything that kept coming back to me was that, you know, my love of, of craft beer, mm-hmm. the, uh, the craft beer that I'd been drinking from all the local breweries was, you know, something that I couldn't get away of to the point where when I went to Spain, first thing I did was I searched Spain craft beer and Barcelona craft beer fest came up. It was uh, the last three days of the trip that I'd already paid for transportation for. So it was, so, so I mean, it was serendipitous. <laughs> I spent uh, three, two days wandering around the, 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 it was actually held in a, in an old, um, uh, a bull ring. They t- converted an ancient bull ring into a mall. 
<laughs> and, okay. <laughs> I know. It's in Barcelona. But the t- whole top floor of this mall was a massive open space with like that was open air. Oh, that's uh, nice. And it's beautiful, beautiful. Um, but 300 different beers all um, in two days. It was beautiful. Nice. But while there, I, uh, you know, ca- I continued that love of craft beer. But then in April of that year, I went out to Vancouver and Victoria with my partner at the time. And uh, Victoria is a is a beautiful city, but it's also jammed full of craft beer. And mm-hmm. I was walking from brewery to brewery to brewery because Google helped me find out where they all were. <laughs> and I visited eight breweries in one day walking, and I walked no more than probably about three to five k. Right. Wow. It was wonderful. So then I then I went back to Vancouver uh, to the mainland. And there were so many craft beer stores where you could that were, that were privately owned, and all the craft beer from all over uh, the, the province uh, w- was all showcased in one spot. Mm-hmm. That was also in my mind amazing. And as I'm sitting here thinking about these things, I'm thinking Ottawa slash Ontario doesn't have uh, the ability for you to open own a craft beer store, but there's got to be another way. Right. Um, so the initial idea was to be a craft beer delivery service. So in four months, the idea came to me, and then four months later, uh, decided to apply for a license. The license was to be a liquor delivery service, but instead of focusing on bringing a Mickey or Schmiernoff to Vanier, uh, <laughs> or or Greeley or or Gloucester, Mickey's a Schmiernoff all over town. I wanted to bring growlers uh, of yeah. beer to people's houses because the one thing that all the craft producers and in Ontario and Ottawa uh, have had to realize is getting into the LCBO and the beer stores is a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to create a a space for all of their beer to be showcased and get into the hands of the people that wanted it. People who live out in Barhaven might have to bus in and out of there and to visit one brewery would take maybe an hour and a half on a bus. Right. Yeah. But for us, we could put together their whole order in a vehicle, pick up six different breweries, beer, seven, eight, ten different breweries, beer, all in one shot and bring it right to their house for them. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a, it is a service that allows people to shop for beer, but do it online and then we go and get it for them. Yeah. Got our license in late uh, October. And in that process, I thought, well, there's got to be another way for people to try beer other than going to the brewery. We could, uh, you know, on their own. So, and, and, you know, you don't know what you're going to try until you've tried it. So we, I, I decided I wanted to give people a way to get there. So we, we started producing these tasting tours. And a tasting tour for us was an option for our customers to go out, try the beers that they didn't know what they tried, they tasted like, and then figure out whether they wanted to buy. So it was an extension of our delivery service to produce these tours. Mm-hmm. The tours themselves are busy right now, and they're very fun, and they've they've outstripped the delivery service uh, by a little bit. And but the the focus was get people to the beer or get beer to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really neat. And yeah. by October 2013, they were both up and running. Um, December, we did our first delivery. Uh, our first tour was October 12th, 2013. There was three paid people <laughs> and 10, f- uh, f- 10 media people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The next one was about the same ratio. And 
I would say the first five were pretty much lost leaders. Right. I would send I would send the bus regardless because I wanted to make sure that people kept talking about it. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 2013, that sounds really recent. I, I had the impression this has been going on for longer. Yeah. No, no, we opened it. It's not even two years yet. We're about to have our second oh, wow. anniversary party this coming November. Oh, neat. Uh, I, I had heard of Brew Donkey like, through multiple people, and I just assumed that you were well-established yeah. for like a decade. Uh, which tells me that whatever you were doing yeah, has been successful it's working <laughs> well, and it's a, it's a great idea and also because we went on a tour we a few did. months ago keegan myself and, and a few friends and it was super uh like the the guide was super helpful and, and was it's it? really very professional oh, i don't remember what did he look like matt Say Matt. <laughs> You're just making Matt? that up. Matt. Adam. Uh, what about Adam? Oh, he had a beard. Yeah, beard. beard. Oh, that's Mark. He's so Mark. Mark. That's there he is. That was he's our, he's our lumber sexual. So he's he's. I see it. Actually, I met him. Um, I met him as I was designing the business, and I was about to get started. And he said, uh, I, I met him through kind of a, a beer lovers message board that is uh, kind of. Called the members of Parliament, and he he said he said to me through this this message board, he's like, "You're going to open a brewery tour company? Me too. We should totally talk." So we met up for beers out in Orleans, uh, where he lives, and we chatted back and forth. And as he was talking to me, he just he said to me, "He's like, man, you like I want to do this. You are going to do this. You're." <laughs> You're actually looking into what you have to do to do this. Right? Yeah. This is at the point when I'm I'm looking at you know some of the legislation. And I'm looking at options for how we're going to run them. Mm-hmm. You know, in the initial stages, I was like, I'm going to get a limo license. No, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's not really possible because <laughs> it's about seventeen thousand a year for a limo a limousine ah, license right. insurance. Yeah. A limo license is like nine hundred dollars, sure. and oh, then wow. five hundred a year. Super cheap. Yeah. yeah, but insurance for anybody who's never been insured before is seventeen, roughly seventeen thousand dollars for a two million dollar liability. Is that because ah. people cr- hit limos or limos hit people? No, it's because you're transporting humans, <laughs> and oh, you've got to like be insured. People. Well, in je- no, even if I transported one a year, it's still being insured to move uh, move people. Like that's a high risk yeah. situation. Mm. So seventeen thousand a year was. Pretty much too much for me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so we decided not to and just go ahead with the chartering of other buses from other people. Oh, I see. So they take on the... So they, they're the people, they're the individuals that already have a license to, to transport people I and see. do it in a way that's safe, uh, affordable for us. And and we're also supporting a company that has to keep their staff employed. Right. right? Yeah. Um, that, was, that was our design. And we'd also obviously researched any other avenues that we thought we would have to, including... Uh, organizations like Tico, which uh, we're currently dealing with. But in our reading of the law and people that we discussed this with, we believed we were exempt uh, mm-hmm. from any uh, association with Tico because of one of the exemptions that was number six. And number six is uh, guide services or sightseeing services. So, yeah. I guess now's probably a good segue to yeah. maybe roll into that because I did just mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Well, so, yeah, first of all, what is Tico? Tico is the Travel Industry Council of Ontario. Uh, they are the governing body that's put in place by the Ontario government to interpret, enforce, and collect fees for uh, the tr- sale of travel in Ontario. Okay. So, um, if there's a travel agency out there that is operating legally, they would have to have uh, they would have to be registered with Tico. 
in that uh, in their mind, a travel agent is not in their mind, but in the law, a travel agent is defined as anybody who sells travel services provided by another person. Mm-hmm. Travel services are defined as transportation or accommodation for use of a traveler, tourist, or sightseer, or other services combined with that transportation or accommodation. Right. Those that is the definition that we're currently dealing with. That definition aside, there are exemptions. And we were being we were contacted on April 17th of this year uh, by Tico. They told us that it's come to our attention that you are operating without the without owning a bus and by not owning your own bus, you are therefore selling travel services provided by another person and fall under the act and therefore should become a travel agency. So they've been telling us we need to become compliant. And in that, the options they've given us are become a travel agency, become an outside sales rep for a travel agency, or buy a bus. And by buying a bus, that's a a huge process. Owning our own bus would would mean a huge investment in Mm -hmm. not just the vehicle, but the insurance to transport people, the, um, the driver, and we'd need to own as many buses as we put on the road yeah. in a day. So I might run th- four tours a week on one day, yeah. Saturdays. Nobody wants to do a beer tour <laughs> uh, by bus on Thursday afternoon. No. Or Thursday. I'm, I'm, sure at least people would love to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure people would love to, but they're not yeah. going to do it, and they're yeah. not going to pay me to do it. That's yeah. right. Um, unless I can find some way to clone people so that they can still be at work yeah. and be <laughs> yeah. on a bus drinking beer at the same time. Yeah. And then clones get jealous and it's just yeah. a whole it's yeah. a mess. You don't want that. No. Yeah, and it's not a robot apocalypse, it's yeah. a clone apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the so in our mind we 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 had initially thought that we were exempt from becoming a travel agency because of this guide services and sightseeing service. The act is written in a way that is really tough to understand, but we did our best at the time. And obviously, um, there was more interpretation that we could have taken from it. We now, uh, in reading it and in our communications with Tico, have have been told things that make us believe we would fall under the exemption for end suppliers of travel services. At one point in our conversation, our compliance officer told us that an end supplier of travel services, in our case, would be the breweries we visit. And a brewery uh, or a winery or a distillery or a cheese factory. Those are the kind of places we visit. Yeah. Now we, similar to a brewery, we provide education on craft beer. When we visit a brewery, they're providing the, the, the customer with uh, an end supplier situation. And that's, they're telling them about how their beer is made. And then that is in support of selling beer. Mm-hmm. The brewery is not a tourist destination. We, by our company, have helped make it a tourist destination based on the fact that we bring people there. Right. But this, a brewery is, you know, a, that brewery being considered an end supplier of travel services means what we do, which is home delivery service, which is bringing people to bring people beer and educating people on the bus about how craft beer is made and telling people about the different uh, the different ingredients and our, our education session is always present on every tour that we do. We believe we're falling into that same vein based on what our compliance officer told us, which was that a brewery is an end supplier and mm-hmm. could in that exemption purchase travel services from another person and be 
compliant. Right. So the whole line of, of communication that we've been getting from Tico is become compliant, become compliant, become compliant. Right. But compliancy doesn't mean just become a travel agency. There are people who are compliant that are included in the exemptions. And in all of our communications, we've been trying to find a way that we can become compliant and be what we are while not becoming something we are clearly not. I am not a person who books you a flight to Europe (laughs) and I am not a person that gets you to Antigua and back. I am a person that produces this end end supplier product that is a bus trip with a tasting notes sheet that you can track the beer you've had in the day. We call the breweries day, like the day before to say, what beers are you going to have? We want to put it in our tasting notes sheets. Um, we throw somebody on the bus who's going to talk to you about the breweries you're going to. And oftentimes when we visit these breweries, our tour guide is the tour guide at the brewery. They, they oftentimes go in there and they're the ones touring you around each facility. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, we're putting you in a taxi home if you, you think you can drive and we don't. Um, <laughs> we're, we're feeding you water all day. We're feeding you lunch. And this is all we do. Yeah. I don't also book trips to to Europe. Uh, I don't also sell people uh, accommodation. And, and I would say there's there's very little of what I do that could be viewed as a travel agency, aside from that bus element, yeah. right? Yeah, that transportation element. Mm-hmm. And um, so so for us, becoming compliant in the communications we've had with Tico. Their only stance is become compliant by becoming a travel agency. They haven't tried to understand what we do and how we could become compliant otherwise. Yeah. Become compliant by fitting into an exemption. Right. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, they're not in the business of helping people not become right. yeah, of course. what they want <laughs> them to be. The they're in the business yeah. of helping them become what they want them to be. Yeah. Um, but all that aside, we've had a communication with uh, Tico after last Tuesday, mm-hmm. which was the date that we uh, uh, announced that we would no longer be charging for tours. Um, Richard Smart uh, has contacted us directly. Uh, he, he himself called me, left a message, and I gave him, I gave him a shout back. It, it seems promising that they're at this point feeling like they want to figure out what we do. And there was admission in, in our conversation from him that maybe the maybe the, the the purpose of the act has been lost on companies like mine and maybe it's it's gotten away uh, in, in what they're doing with me maybe he didn't admit to this but maybe they're focusing on something that might need legislative change to make proper and you know that, that's positive. It, it does feel good, yeah. but he also, you know, he also <laughs> did say time. my hands are tied currently yeah. and legislative change. Yeah. Um, it's Ontario legislator le- legislature uh, <laughs> finishes June 4th. Ah, next Thursday. Uh, so next Thursday is the last day that the, 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 the Ontario government is, is sitting before right. the right. fall. Yes. Which is insane. They get like, it is kind of yeah. like three month vacation. Everything <laughs> gets on hold. That's nice. <laughs> but you know, they are they are in you know they're they're in Toronto in Queens in Queens Park for however many months they are. 
yeah. the three month vacation is so that they can go back and reconnect with their constituents. Mm-hmm. And that's important because, no, you know, Yasser Nagvi, who we've been, we've been speaking with, right. he's, uh, he's, he's our member of provincial parliament. He's been talking to, uh, or his office has been in, in, in communication with us and we're doing oh, our best great. to take the, the proper avenues because what Tico's doing is, 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 is something that's required. There have been times in the past and, Hopefully none of you have ever had to deal with this where you buy travel from somebody and you get to your destination and they didn't give the money right. to the hotel and or they're no longer actually in business and because they failed while you were on your trip. Their wow. business went under, but your money is all gone right? Uh, because they're, you know, they didn't manage their books right. Um, and that's 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 a good reason for Tico to be around. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that need pe- people need protecting from. Of course, right. A nine thousand dollar trip to Antigua, you don't want that to be ruined. Yeah, a ninety dollar bus trip around Ottawa visiting three breweries that includes lunch, entertaining handsome guys like Mark, <laughs> yeah. and, Mark and 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 uh, and water all day. That that's not something that is needed for protection. If you're if if we go bankrupt. In the middle of one of your tours, the bus company's not going to kick you out of the bus. <laughs> yeah, they're going to probably get still home. get you home. Yeah, um, and and our our trips themselves, people have canceled the morning of on mm-hmm. our trips, uh, and I, although I wouldn't, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I've given them their money back. Uh, they've told me that their their banana died. And I'm like, oh man, your nana died. Okay, well, we still want you to come on a brewery tour. You're going to need it in a couple weeks. So here, <laughs> yeah. here's here's yeah. a gift certificate for 75 percent of the value of your ticket. That's nice. Come there on a brewery go. tour in a couple weeks. So we're protecting our customers ourselves, yeah. not just physically when we put them in a taxi, but we're protecting them when we want to make sure that they continue to use our services. Mm-hmm. So um, we're, our hopes is to find a way to become compliant uh, in either fitting into one of the exemptions. Or uh, seeing if there's any way that leg- legislative change can close, open up a space for companies like mine to exist, right. but also close it, close that that gap of of cloudiness in the legis- mm-hmm. legislation to keep out people who could abuse that yeah. that hole, because Tico's not there to to ruin uh, to ruin people's vacations or good times. They're they're there to protect them and. If if they are willing to to open it up, that would be great. And it's not even them; it's the Ontario Legislature. But they are also the people that define the act, so they have the power to maybe you know interpret it how mm-hmm. they will, and to, to interpret what we are how they will. Yeah, yeah. So just just to be clear, uh, you said that one of the exemptions relates to sightseeing. Yes. Uh, how, how do you not apply to sightseeing? The caveat before that, um, which makes sense to us and to my lawyer, who we've spoken with, uh, he's, a, he's he's been very helpful because I'm not a lawyer, even though I feel like one right now. <laughs> um, a caveat to before the exemption is anybody who doesn't, who doesn't otherwise act as a travel agent. Uh, so otherwise acting as a travel agent... And then in that, it means uh, e- the guide services and sightseeing services. But before that, I'm selling travel services that are provided by another person. Right. Now, so you the, need to overcome that definition. That, so not otherwise acting as a travel agent, though, when you boil it down to the second exemption, 
that second exemption allows the purchase of travel services from another person. Ah, so, oh, yes. Yes, yes. because it okay, says it. can also purchase travel services provided by another person. Right. So this one doesn't mention the travel services, so you come back to the initial uh, the initial opening line, which is who does, who does not otherwise act as a travel agent. Mm-hmm. But the second one mentions that you can right. as an end supplier. Now, they give a, a description in their TICO manual for uh, education standards saying a whitewater rafting company can um, develop a package that includes accommodation and meals provided by another company that does not need to be registered with TICO. So they're giving an exemption to a whitewater rafting company to create a package that includes accommodation or transportation and meals to get people to their destination or to do what they do. Yeah. A whitewater rafting company is, um, is definitely an, uh, it's worthwhile. They're in the middle of nowhere at times. Yeah. So getting people to them, that was that, that exemption. It is written into that same training manual that, this exemption is meant to assist local tourism businesses. Right. That's in their training manual. And that in itself is what kind of led us to believe that there is, there's this exemption they have that's meant to assist local tourism businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're not a local tourism business, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. <laughs> we tried to find a definition of what they meant by local tourism business. Yeah. It's not in the act. Right. We tried to find definitions of end supplier of travel services. Sure. Or, or just end supplier because travel service is defined. Right. We couldn't find that. So everything is up to interpretation. Yeah. And the interpretation we were given that that end supplier that is allowed to purchase local travel services from another company was told to us to be a brewery. Right. And a brewery is just as, is very similar to us yeah. in our home delivery service and the education sessions that we provide. And as well, walking tours of the downtown core. Mm-hmm. All these things have let us feel like let us to feel, and I say us, but it's really just me. I, I, I use the royal. <laughs> I use the royal business model because when I was in college, in my quitting job, quitting training session yeah. that I had for two years, um, they said, "Use we, use don't use I all the time. <laughs> use we," and yeah. it stuck with me. And they're in this together. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sounds collaborative. It does. Like it but it is collaborative because yeah, yeah. we, uh, you know, we are craft beer lovers in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And since this has happened, we've had an outpouring of support from all of the, the breweries that we deal with. They've emailed us. They've tweeted at us. Uh, some of them have, have posted our Indiegogo campaign and our plight, any of the media that we've had to their own Facebook pages, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And in our communication with them, we've even uh, been told by them that they'd be willing to sponsor the bus transportation. Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they would pay for it. Um, it's not an avenue that we want to really pursue. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because that's making... It's ridiculous. It's, well, it's giving... Yeah. It's making them pay for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, and the last thing we want to do is expose them to um, Tico. Well, yeah. Calling them. <laughs> kidding. Sure. You know, sure. because we want to support them, not expose them to risk. But they, yeah. they, they've, they've approached us. So we're... We, we are... are in a business that's trying to get people to look, to fall in love with them. Yeah. And they are doing their best to try to support us in this time. That's really yeah, great. That's not awesome. Awesome. So it is a we. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's skip to uh, one of our segments. Give Brad a break. Yeah. And uh, let's go uh, see the news. Hear the news. Sure. Yeah. A segment called classic Ottawa. It's uh, news stories from around Ottawa. 
first up, the FIFA Women's World Cup has decided that Lansdowne has passed their beauty test, allowing games to be held at the stadium in June. Sure. When tournament CEO Peter Montpoli, Montpoli rates attractiveness, everyone cheers. But when I do it to ladies at work, I get suspended without pay. <laughs> Says the guy who works in HR. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> York Street, George Street, and Queen Street are the streets with the most parking tickets of 2014. With an astonishing 23,000 tickets. Ottawa Champions owner David Gourlay was especially shocked at the statistic, having never seen that many tickets in a year. <laughs> Speaking of the Ottawa Champions... We don't like, we don't like baseball on this show. Do you like baseball? <laughs> uh, I attended yeah. one game at the, uh, at the stadium. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're ragging on them for, for no reason, because I am looking forward to go, but, but here's another one on... Okay, one more. At their expense. <laughs> Speaking of the Ottawa Champions... The team swept their first ever homestand, going 3-0 against Sussex County last weekend. The streak came to a halt on Monday, however, in a 6-17 loss to Rockland. But if a team loses and no one sees it, is it really a loss? Again, we're writing on them for no reason. They just started. (laughs) We should support them. There's there's craft beer now in there. Is there? Yes. Clock Tower and Kitchissippi Brewing Company are both in the the Ottawa Stadium. Really? That's great. Oh, that's cool. Again, we're writing on them for no reason. We did a 180. (laughs) We're in favor of baseball now. I I fully intend to go to a game, and after the game, I'm sure it'll be nothing but positive about about these guys. We just made a joke earlier about how many baseball teams we've had. (laughs) We're supporting baseball. Baseball, just yeah. a lot of different teams. It's, yeah. it's, it's too many. More but, teams than anyone, one would one yep. might say. Yeah, that's well, it. In, in three well, years, we've had three different baseball teams. Yeah, that's that's a lot that's, of support. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we love baseball more than Ottawa. That's it. We want them. Um, a, uh, a developer is looking into bringing a car-free condo concept to the Byward market after spending eight years on its planning and design. Bruce Yateman stated that they haven't been ready for it, but I think people are starting to demand it. Of course, his timing is suspect given the recent results of the previously mentioned parking statistics. <laughs> Whatever works for you, Yateman. <laughs> I, this is an interesting Yateman. thing in terms of Tico, though. Just on the side. Um, one of the things they want to do is they're going to have a separate parking lot outside of the core. And they're going to have a valet service where they bring people to and from their cars. Both residents and visitors mm-hmm. oh. and I'm like and I'm not sure if there's a cut charge or anything and I'm, you're no Tico expert obviously uh, you're just learning a lot about it well, well, if, <laughs> if Richard Smart has uh, or, or, or our compliance officer wants yeah. to get in touch with uh, an individual <laughs> in Mr. question Mr. Yakeman yeah. um, and, um, but you know last thing we're doing uh, going to do is throw anybody under the bus for trying to make a car free zone absolutely yeah. do, do your thing absolutely um, okay that sounds crazy. I don't know if, if I'm the dumb one, but I, I read that story. I thought it meant you weren't allowed to own a car if you live in this condo. Oh, you can. You just don't have a parking spot. Not uh, in the building. They yeah. only have bike storage. I and I didn't think of that option. <laughs> so I, like, I wonder how they're going to You're not that. allowed. <laughs> you can't buy a car. I mean, like a notary to like sign off on I don't own a car. Uh, anyway. Uh, and another story. Uh, a woman from Carlton Place has invented a cooler that has an internal light allowing users to find what they need from a dark cooler. Uh, When asked how she thought of the idea, she said the idea just came to her one day, like a cooler appealing over her head. (laughs) Um, 
That's uh, that's <laughs> that's a weird one. That's a weird one. I'm gonna get a yeah, over here. High concept. <laughs> and finally, Queens Park in Toronto is holding an Ottawa Day, inviting Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson, Ottawa community leaders, and Liberal MPPs. Because if there's one thing that screams Ottawa, it's a room dominated by Liberals. Uh, and that's the news. That's pretty good. <laughs> so thanks, Amon. Yeah. Very politically charged. Yeah, uh, yeah a little bit, yeah. eh? A little bit. That's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back to something you were saying earlier. Uh, you were talking about how you used to have your own food truck. Um, or, yeah, food, food truck, yes? Yeah. Uh, did you hear about uh, a local... Uh, Pub owner, I guess, who took a stand against food trucks. And I, I've heard the news. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's, um, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're, you're discussing uh, a business that's located in the Glebe. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. over that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to remain neutral on any food truck politics <laughs> because I, the last thing I want is um, any any more press about my opinions on, on, <laughs> yeah. on, on, on the current status of food no, truck businesses. That's that's fair. Is that well, Food truck drama. I feel like that's like a community of, of people who. There's got to be some. There's got to be a collaborative nature to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's got to be a bit competitive, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but if I'm not mistaken, doesn't doesn't he also now own a food truck? He does. Yeah. He does. So he, he joined. He joined the club. I think. Uh, but yeah, beat just, him. That's right. Joined him. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It, it just comes to mind because obviously there there are a number of bakeries, and, I, and I'm not sure if there were the same number in 2007. I had just moved here at that time. But uh, did you have any resistance against having your food truck baker? No, well, not at all. When I when I initially envisioned it, I did the same amount of research I did for this one. And sure. to open a food truck, there's 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 limited at the time. There was some limited uh, there was some limited rules about how you could operate. I had to operate on public property because or on private property because any public property. Uh, uh, licenses to be a food truck were had been closed up yeah. uh, in the late '90s because too many food trucks oh, had wow. opened. Oh. They only reopened in uh, the 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 application process when all these new food trucks opened in, if I'm not mistaken, 2012. That's huh. right. Yeah. So um, for me, there was there was no opposition to what I was doing because I was uh, you know I was just baking cookies in a truck. Yeah. You know, I wasn't baking on the street. Sure. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I rented a, a parking spot on a piece of private property, actually at Rideau and Coburg. Okay. And made cookies there in that truck every morning between, you know, four, three and six in the morning for six oh. years. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah, so I've switched from uh, early mornings yeah. to late nights. With, well, I, you know, maybe not as much these days, but in the beginning... <laughs> Uh, networking for a, a, a beer delivery service and craft brewery tour operation yeah. is not an early morning gig. Yeah, no, yeah, not at all. No, no. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. It is. It has <laughs> been fun. Uh, it's been fun to meet all the people that are passionate about craft beer in this city, some of which are, I would say, maybe a little too passionate. <laughs> if there is such a thing. There's a, there's a new <laughs> thing going on where people are getting like their local businesses, the local businesses they love, they're getting tattoos of their logos on them. I met an amazing guy on the weekend who wants a brew donkey tattoo. Yes! Um, <laughs> on, he wants a tattoo, and I, I'm, I'm happy to pay for it. Uh, yeah, I will, wow. I will. Awesome. 
after this whole financial problem goes Absolutely. away where I can't charge for tours, right. um, <laughs> I will I will happily pay for his tattoo. Yeah. But I don't want to just have it be the Brudonkey logo. We've got our, our Brudonkey uh, business cards uh, oh. that are kind of an emblem. And uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's actually a growler on wheels. Mm. And there's one that's for our delivery service, which is with the wheels on the bottom yeah. of the growler, kind of at the base. Yeah. We've got another one that has the growler on its side. Okay. That okay. looks like a bus ah. for the tour ah, service. Okay. So I like that. I, it's all his choice, whether he wants the growler on wheels yeah. for yeah. delivery <laughs> or the growler on wheels for delivery, uh, yeah. for, bu- for, for tours. Cool. Or he's yeah. got his arm and go like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's, his choice. That's not bad. I have a Tico tattoo on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay for anything. Yeah, that's it. Uh, do you guys want to dig into this second? Yeah, second yeah year? absolutely. Wow. That, that Brad very, Brad very kindly uh, um, brought for us. I oh, thought, nice. considering our uh, our dark times uh, <laughs> we're going through right now, I'd bring a beer that, uh, that kind of suited that. Sure. Uh, we brought Darkness by Beyond the Pale. Local. Uh, local local guys. Uh, they are currently going through a huge expansion. And that expansion is going to bring them from their, their place on Hamilton out north to their new location in city center. Uh, uh, in Bay, if I'm not mis- mistaken, 108 and 110, right next to Artisan Bakery on the left, if you're looking at, at Artisan. And you guys are there too, right? Yeah, it's we're our one, office. One big happy family. I know. Uh, we're, thinking that, we're thinking that to ask them whether they'll let us put a slide in the warehouse bay that we have. We, we don't actually have a warehouse or a bay or any of that stuff. We rent a a 12 by 12 office inside a shared office community called Makerspace North. Okay. Oh, yeah. Makerspace North is in bays, I think, 208 to 216 on the upper level of the city center building. Mm-hmm. They're a, an amazing new kind of collective space that's going to turn into like the Maker Fair culture space. One of them, one of the amazing Maker Fair culture spaces in Ottawa. Right. Uh, they've got uh, some 3D printers in there. They've got a CNC lathe. They've got. Uh, um, a plasma cutter. Okay. They've also got uh, game companies that are, are building games in there, technology companies. They've got yeah. a brewery tour company <laughs> inside their office. Yeah. And actually yeah. today, tonight, the Ottawa International Gamers Conference is happening in the warehouse. Oh, that's where it their is. space. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm thinking of actually going by there after this, yeah, this is yeah. done. I keep yeah, hearing about cool stuff happening in the I know. Space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's very, very it's, trendy. Yeah. 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 Makerspace North. There you go. A216. <laughs> they, uh, Beyond the Pale were having their own issues expanding. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Did they ever solve that? Well, uh, uh, they just closed one down, I think, right? Well, no, they, they didn't close any anything down. And uh, I don't. I, I think they've been telling people at their counter as well. Uh, the issue that they had was oh, retailing from two locations is not legal That's unless right. you're uh, making over a certain amount. Right. And... You know, they, they would have loved to be making enough beer to meet that limit, but they weren't. And they knew they couldn't. So operating two separate retail locations, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So what they've decided to do is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, based on what I've heard at their counter, to operate two separate brewery licenses. Oh, uh, <laughs> from what they've what they've been saying, that's crazy. They're gonna actually, continue to operate the one on Hamilton Ave North, yeah. 
and operate the one at City Center. That's so funny. But by having two, they'll have to have two separate licenses under two separate <laughs> names and two separate companies. That sounds insane. That is beautiful. Good for everybody. Yeah, we can yeah, do as a consumers. Tour. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're going to do a walking tour from, and it, we're actually we're just putting the fi- finishing touches on it. It'll be the Hintonburg Hop. Oh, it nice. starts at our office. Uh, and we'll traverse from our office all the way down to Beyond the Pale's uh, original location, yeah. uh, visiting a bunch of craft beer bars, uh, microbrewery, kind of microbreweries, obviously. I, I say microbreweries, but that's so 90s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> craft breweries, and uh, and then just really just navigating through Hintonburg. Yeah, we had our graphic designer guy, he's, he's awesome, David Hicks, um, or all caps on Twitter. Um, he, he, he's been kind of producing all of our, our tour images and he really felt proud of himself when he produced the, uh, the Hintonburg hop one, because, you know, it was a, the image is of a piece of wood with a Polaroid on the wood and the Polaroid is of a piece of vinyl and on the vinyl (laughs) is a mustache and a pair of glasses. And And I said, what was the inspiration for this? He's like, it's, it's Hindenburg. It's a bunch of hipsters. hipsters. I had to make this image all hipster. Perfect. <laughs> all Perfect. I asked him is if he could superimpose a couple of hops on on the uh, right. on the actual uh, Polaroid just sitting on top, and he, he said he'd try, but I, I think that would have been overkill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's, that's <laughs> funny. I'm, uh, I'm I'm very new to the whole like actually going to hit, uh, to Hittenberg and visiting establishments. But uh, Keegan and I were recently at the uh, Ministry of Coffee Social Affairs. Or yeah. in social affairs or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. What? And something like that. It's, I don't think it's <laughs> the Ministry of Coffee. I, I don't, coffee and social, and, and social I think it's their affairs. social club area, the, the oh. larger space that used to be in here. Yeah. You're yeah. making it sound like a, another department. No, no, no. <laughs> social affairs. Well, yeah, it, it, the word lounge isn't in there, I don't think. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just apparently, there, there were just a lot of those little establishments, but going mm-hmm. there, you know, they had a very, a very set menu, very small menu, I yeah. suppose. And craft brew and and then like different types of wine and i'm like i just i need to i need to visit those places a bit more you know and like that made me think of the larger scale like breweries and uh one of the things that i know exists in ottawa and i know this isn't hinterberg but like we have distilleries mm-hmm. right There's we one. have uh well at least one just north, one. north of seven right just one yeah, yeah. north of seven just opened the last uh, just before christmas right and then we have i can't even count how many breweries yeah, craft brews. Um, yeah. yeah, there's uh, eighteen to twenty. All depends on where you consider Ottawa yeah. starting or ending. That makes right. sense. I, I made the critical error at uh, an event um, <laughs> last. I would say last summer. Um, I said to Steve Beauchene, uh, who's been incredibly supportive since we started. Um, Steve, it's going to be awesome. We're going to get our Ottawa is going to get its first brewery east of like uh, east of the Rideau Canal like east of east of Rideau Uh-oh. you know east of Rideau River sure. he said what are you talking about Brad what about us <laughs> and I was like oh but you guys are out in Vaguely Kill like, no we're part of <laughs> <That's> Ottawa, Ottawa. <laughs> I then was like oh uh, 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 stutter, stutter, stutter. Yeah. Felt like such a it, it's true, jerk. Though. It's but, just but as much Montreal as it is Ottawa. It's true. I don't know. I have a complete support of what he said. Absolutely. No, no, I get it. Ottawa, Ottawa has always encompassed Bose, and Bose is always yeah, encompassed Bose. Yeah, true. Now that Bose is there, we have to. <laughs> we have to state claim to, to Mankley Kill. I think, we, I think we should talk to Jim Watson and see Jim Watson and see if he can extend the amalgamation. 
amalgamation yeah, of yeah. Van Cleek Hills. Yeah. Even if it yeah. is just a satellite <laughs> amalgamation. Yeah, well, why not? That's fine. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, what would happen? We'll have to have like, It's also the part of yeah, yeah. Get some LRT out there. Yeah. yeah. yeah can you yeah, imagine? Yeah. Brewdonkey uh, trains out that yeah. way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, Castlebury's right on the train line. Right. And uh, Bose is right next to a train a train line. So I think uh, Brewdonkey's maybe next venture is uh, is uh, Brewdonkey Trains. Why well, not a bad idea? Buy a train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy a train. Just go for it. I'm pretty sure there's a, a steam train that's up for sale somewhere here in the Ottawa area. Oh, yeah. Maybe Chelsea. Yeah. You get a steam uh, whistle <laughs> to sponsor it. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. And they build, build, build it. You put a whistle on top. Keegan's is full of ideas. Oh, man. I'm excited. So. That's, yeah, that's part of maybe the uh, future game game plan. You know, first is Brew Donkey. We're doing these school bus trips and, you know, a little lowbrow Brew Donkey. Uh, next is maybe we get a coach line, Brew Stallion. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if we decide to go Chico well. at, at a certain point, we could go like Brew Eagle, where we uh, bring you over to Europe and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Embrace it. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. Just be the full... Travel aging at that point. Yeah, yeah but, but you know that's maybe maybe for future. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. but definitely at this point, not 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 really wanting to be a travel agent. No, so. no, yeah. no, no. And I understand that. Once you become a travel agent, if you end up going that route, then of course international. Hey, who knows? Brew yeah. Eagle. If I ever cre- create Brew Eagle, it will be. I will make sure this, that we are Tico certified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, breweries in Barcelona, which I had never even thought about other places having. Craft breweries. Google it. You know? That's what yeah. I did right that's, before. That's like a really cool you idea. Mean, other countries? Yeah, yeah other yeah, countries yeah. like Barcelona. Oh, Italy. Italy's pretty big uh, right now. Or it's, really? it's growing. Spain's got a like a, definitely a movement happening. Oh, yeah. At least when I went there in 2013. Yeah, I've seen. United States obviously right. is hitting yeah. its, its its wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other other countries specifically, um, I think certain countries in Europe are are stuck in the 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 the. the, 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 the Everyday big beer, Heineken. Europe is really hugely populated by loggers and pilsners. Right, but uh, certain prof- certain regions in Europe are are, are coming into their own. Because yeah. when you think of Europe, you think of kind of old, established mm-hmm. things like. Well, I think of wine can, or like yeah, wine or even wine. Like, when you talk Italy, I'm, I'm thinking wine tours. Yeah. I don't even think of beer. Absolutely, but, but right. there is. Uh, Marathi, something Marathi. Beer Marathi. Yeah. Beer Marathi is although really in that kind of ale and lager like right. beer. It's true. It's, it's, yeah. it's beer. Yeah. Beer. It's, it's international. It's, that makes sense. Macro <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah. but I think the places where you where beer will become crafty in certain provinces are places that pride themselves on high quality wines. Um, yeah. Italy, Italy is a place that prides themselves on on interesting diverse palate diverse palate uh, beverages. Meaning the wines yeah, and, yeah. and all the other uh, things that they're producing. That that's it, it's got a culture that's interested in in palate as opposed to just standard. Sure, that that, that one base standard. They're they're willing to like uh, let's say exercise their palate. So Italy and Spain both are, are well known for for wines and different flavors and different styles of wine. Sure. Mm. So yeah, that makes cool. sense. I like that. We're almost hitting an hour. I want to make sure we talk about the Indiegogo campaign yeah, a bit yes. more. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up. So you want to tell people how they can sure. support Brew Donkey? Well, um, I guess the, the well, first of all, the reason they would need to support Brew Donkey is because um, last Tuesday we decided that we didn't want to stop offering tours because of the investigation that's happening with Tico. We wanted to continue offering them as we always would have all summer long, yeah. and instead of 
getting in trouble with Tico and charging for them mm-hmm. because by charging for travel services provided by another person, I should be a travel agency in their right. uh, in their in their requests in their eyes. Uh, we decided to not charge for them. Right. No charge tours were put on our site. All the tours that we had remaining on the site, we put at $0. That Any of them included bus transportation. All of our walking tours, you can still purchase. Um, we're having trouble putting them up right now because I have no time. <laughs> um, but at the same time, um, those no charge tours, we know they have a value of 80 to $90. Mm-hmm. So if people want to make a donation, they can make a donation through our Indiegogo campaign, which you can find pretty easily if you just Google Brew Donkey Indiegogo, or if you go to our website, brewdonkey.ca, the top bar uh, on the top of our website, there's a little pink bar that brings you to the press release that we released last Tuesday. And in that press release at the top, there's also a link to our Indiegogo campaign. Right. Okay. Um, currently, it's at 27%. $4,000 has been raised in seven days oh, wow. at this point, which is great. That's phenomenal. It, it feels good. It definitely does. <laughs> yeah. Especially somebody today, somebody today donated $300, one wow. person. Oh, wow. Bro. Yeah. We named each of the perks after a size of uh, alcohol bottle. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. The, there's the can, the howler, the, uh, yeah. the, the Boston round, the bomber, the yeah. growler, the howler, all, and, and the, the, the barrel and the butt. <laughs> the butt right. is actually a smaller barrel, smaller, <laughs> a little bit smaller yeah. than a barrel. That works, yeah. but it sounds better. It sounds like it's bigger. It sure. is. It's a butt, <laughs> yeah. like it's a buttload. Yeah. It's a buttload, right? Yeah. And so. for people unfamiliar with Indiegogo, these perks mean yes. you you kind of get something at each level of donation. Yeah. You well, like you've got to set it yourself of what you, you, you kind of think it's worth. And yeah. each one gradually gets larger and larger as the don- denomination goes larger. And uh, actually, the $300 one, I think, includes a $50 gift certificate mm-hmm. uh, for use for a beer delivery, as well as a bunch of swag, uh, our coasters, our glassware, a growl- uh, an actual like a, a tote bag. Right. And, um, you know, the, the, the donations themselves are, are much appreciated, but the, the big thing is not just donating to us on Indiegogo. Put the pressure on your MPPs, and this is what we hope that people do, is, is send a letter to your MPP, your member of provincial parliament, to let them know that this is something that you believe in uh, being uh, available in your, in your region, even if you're not from Ottawa. The, the the actual effect that the writing your MPP can have is is, is monumental. Uh, changes can happen, and they can hopefully happen quickly. June fourth, <laughs> I don't know when this will air, but June fourth is the end. Worst case scenario, we're going to have to go through the whole summer having uh, not no charge tours. We're working on a workaround for that, mm-hmm. but having a kind of a, a wrench thrown in our situation. Yeah, yeah, so, and uh, you know, supporting us yeah, however they can. Is much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're too lazy to write to your MPP, you don't want, you don't know the language, right? Even just email us at mail at ottawapodcast.com. We'll write something for you. Yeah, that'd be great. And then give it back to you. So you can mail. To That's a nice MPP. offer. Yeah, who's no, gonna do that? We, well, I'll on, do that. I'll do our, that. Actually, on our site, actually, there is a stock letter. Even uh, better. Do that. that. Do that. Do that. Yeah. Don't email us. No, 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 no email us if you really Rob want to. Yeah. 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 When he's done editing the the, uh, the levels on this, he's gonna uh, he's gonna start writing yeah. letters. Yeah. Yeah. Next time, he's got nothing better to do. That's fine. He doesn't work a full time job during the day. He does. Great, Brad. Thanks for and thanks again for being on the show. Thanks, and that's the Indiegogo. Uh, yeah, people sure. should obviously go to the website and 
Yep, absolutely. Everything can be found on our website. Um, and, you know, while you're there, put in a beer order. We'll bring yep. a beer to your house. It's true. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You ever been to Ashton Brewery? It's Pro- far there. not, so just get it, yeah. get it delivered it's to you. It's in Sitzville. Ashton. 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 No, that's 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 covered, covered, that's covered Bridge. Covered Bridge oh. Brewing Company, yeah. Covered Bridge, we had a double double uh, brew. Yeah. I, yeah, when we Covered Bridge like, Double Double is a uh, is like a, is a milk step. Mm. No, not Tim Hortons. Sorry, coffee double. double. It's a it's a, they have they have <laughs> they've got chocolate it flavored chocolate in there and coffee in there, but no Tim Hortons coffee. Sorry, no Tim Hortons. John John from Covered Bridge. Does <laughs> not like Tim Hortons. Like well, it's not that he doesn't like Tim Hortons. He doesn't like the the, the direct relation to <laughs> to uh, cover to to Tim Hortons. That's funny. Hey, that's that's coffee you can buy. This yeah. beer's exactly like. Here's that. the thing: they did come out with double double though. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but yes, it's co- it, it, it does taste very much like coffee. Actually, yeah. I, you you bought some, did you not, Keith? I did. You did. I yeah. bought it and I drank it that night. I think. <laughs> you. Was this on in the art one of our tours? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, great! Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So those tours were the best. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. But, buy, uh, I didn't buy enough. If I can. Yeah, yeah. help finish in a night. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So your next delivery, you probably got some empties to return. Yeah, exactly. And oh my gosh, we don't have time. But you also take empties back. Yeah, This will be in the outtakes. Yeah. 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 Not only are we, you know, like a brew donkey. We're, we're not only brew donkey. Where we're going to like you can load us up and load mm-hmm. the donkey. Oh, yeah. You can ride the donkey. We're also like the high end hobo in town that like sorts Collector. through four dollar empties in the back <laughs> of my minivan. Yeah. Count it. <laughs> I have had to own sorting empties to the point where we've actually produced a growler exchange program mm-hmm. where uh, there's about eight different breweries in town that take back growlers from any brewery in Ottawa that oh, we wow. service. And they, and you know, there's, there's a service fee. It's a dollar less than you would normally pay yeah. or get paid for that empty. But 50 cents goes to the brewery for sorting your dirty, stinky empties. <laughs> and 50 cents goes to us for driving them all over town. Yeah. So that, that you know, you can bring them back. You can find that, that the list of breweries on our website uh, under the FAQ, Growler Exchange Program. But if you get an order to your house, we'll take your dirty, stinky empties off your hands <laughs> as well. But amazing. And $4 max. So. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, That's not bad. bad. Well, good. I just, just do that. Get a, get a brew donkey delivery. Yeah. Load the donkey up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Amon, how about our, our stuff? Where can people find us? Uh, we're at uh, ottawapodcast.com. As I mentioned, emails at mail at ottawapodcast.com. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're uh, on uh, iTunes. Uh, I think that covers it. We just broke into the top 100 Ottawa-based podcasts. Yes. On iTunes. Top 100 Ottawa-based. <laughs> we did it. That no, no, no. That's worse. Not, Ottawa, not Ottawa-based, sorry. I misspoke. But oh. any thing that mentions Ottawa. So a lot of hockey teams have podcasts. So oh, like yeah. The San Jose Sharks, they're going to be more popular than us. Obviously. Yeah. And they talk about the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. So okay. it gets it shows up in the search. We're in the top 100 now. Oh, we didn't used to be. I still we're, think we shouldn't advertise still that. Still moving up. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> but we are moving up. And that's the key here. Uh, <laughs> we'll do our... We'll spread it on our Facebook. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, you guys said I had to say auto. What? Uh, you will. Exactly. Oh, yeah. so but first. That's a warm-up. We, have, <laughs> we got one last, one last thing. We uh, have an actual sponsor. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to help us out... Uh, I mean, first of all, the easiest way you can help us out is to go rate us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio Definitely. Um, to yeah. get us up from the top 100. I think we're like 97 or something. Yeah. Um, but you can also go to audible.audowattpodcast.com. We're sponsored by audible.com. 
Uh, and you can get a free audiobook download as well as a free 30-day trial from them uh, using our link. And they have over 180,000 audiobooks and uh, different audio stuff. There's like, guides and that kind of thing. Uh, they do all kinds of audio stuff, and they have apps you can stream that stuff on your iPhone as well as your Android stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, audible.audibletpodcast.com. Yeah, and we right. get some money, and Brad doesn't have to bring us uh, beer anymore. Yeah. I'll still yeah. bring you beer. Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fine. Nice. We should actually use a service to bring us beer. Although we, oh, we, we do should. sometimes <laughs> go next door, but <laughs> there's an LCBO no, going next door, have, but they don't have growlers, and yeah. they don't have many local breweries. Oh, it's true. Donkey. Uh, it's like a, donkey. Cool, a cooler to, went off above my head. You <laughs> said, oh. <laughs> anyway, don't don't try to make that happen. Brad, could you, uh, would you care to close off the podcast so you get to say auto what any way you like, and then we'll cut it right right after that. Auto what?